Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now, it was a busy night uh, last night, uh, obviously across at Parliament. And without doubt, some of you would have stayed up and had a, a lingering look at it. Others would have gone to bed and got up this morning to find out that... They can't agree on anything. Uh, Michel Barnier has been speaking. If the UK still wants to leave, still wants to leave the EU in an orderly manner, this agreement, this treaty, is and will be the only one. So there you go, a little compromise from the EU. Um, John Tong's professor of uh, uh, politics at, indeed, Liverpool uh, University and is available to uh, speak to us. Uh, John, good morning. Good morning. John, first of all, sum up last night for us and then give us some direction as to where we're going now, please. Well, it was another night of frustration last night. Uh, The Customs Union motion, which would have charted a way forward, whether it was the right one or not is another matter, uh, lost narrowly by three votes. Common Market 2.0, which is basically a very, very close alignment to the European Union, Customs Union and a single market, uh, that made a lot of progress and only lost by 21 votes, which, you know, considering it lost by nearly 100 uh, only last week, uh, is an indication of the direction of travel. But nonetheless, frustration, no indicative vote produced a majority. And the question begged is whether we go for another round of indicative votes, or one more heave strategy to get a couple of things over the line, uh, and or whether Theresa May comes back and tries four-time lucky uh, in terms of her own deal with the European Union. Uh, the question mark over that is, is whether the Speaker would allow her to bring it back. That's the first thing. And even if that can be circumvented, where are the 30 converts to her deal going to come from? She lost by 58 last time. So she needs 30 MPs to change their mind. Based on last night's evidence, those 30 MPs aren't there for her. Now, the position at present, the EU will accept, of course, the withdrawal agreement. They'll accept uh, Theresa May's deal if it could f- possibly get over the parliamentary hurdle. They'll accept a, a softer Brexit. Uh, needless to say, that would be uh, to, to their benefit or they would see it to their benefit. The, the DUP keep remarking on the backstop and the backstop must be changed. In what way can it be changed? What step can be taken to ensure that the DUP get what they're constantly calling for? According to the European Union, the backstop can't be changed. The European Union has been as steadfast in refusing to change the legal text of the treaty, including the backstop, as the DUP has been steadfast in demanding changes to the backstop. Uh, The DUP wants either the backstop to be removed or for the UK to have a unilateral right 
of withdrawal from, from the backstop. It doesn't look like that's going to happen. I mean, the EU has been clear from day one of this whole process that whatever the Irish government wanted in terms of managing the border, um, the Irish government could have. So the EU isn't budging on the backstop. The DUP still thinks it might, but it's difficult to see where the evidence for that is from. The DUP's position was odd last night because last week they abstained on the customs union and single market uh, option, which you know, applied across the UK, if the UK stayed in the EU single market and customs union, is a UK solution, which is what the DUP want. Last night, they voted against that. Quite what had changed about the EU customs union and single market in the 120 hours uh, since the DUP abstained on it to make them vote against it last night is unclear. You'd have to ask the DUP uh, their line of thinking on that one. Maybe it's a good time just for you as an expert to remind all of us uh, why the backstop is so important to those who would be disagreeing with the DUP. Well, the the backstop would continue to ensure seamless trade across the border. What the backstop does is uh, place the the UK in a, a temporary customs union initially under the transitional phase, but then... Beyond that phase, what would happen is that Northern Ireland would remain aligned to the European Union single market. In other words, the rules governing standards on products, everything from packaging to the safety of products, would be the same across the island of Ireland. So there'd be seamless trade across the border because there'd be mutual recognition of the standards of products going across that border. For the DUP, that's unacceptable because it means that Northern Ireland's rules of trade and and standards of products would not necessarily be the same as those in the rest of the UK because it would be Northern Ireland that would be uniquely aligned to European Union rules, whereas the rest of the UK would be detaching themselves potentially from European Union rules. So what the DUP has said consistently is said we want a UK-wide Brexit. Uh, Nigel Dodds even went on uh, and said last week that he he preferred to stay in the European Union rather than have the backstop. So he could hardly be more adamant on that. Um, and so the DUP is taking a political view that this would jeopardise the union because you, you're basically having divergence between Great Britain's trade rules and Northern Ireland's trade rules. There'd be checks on goods going from Great Britain to Northern Ireland, which were going on into the EU single market, for example. There'd be checks at Northern Ireland's ports and airports. The DUP is taking a, a political reading, saying that it threatens the union and that the, they're all about the union. Many businesses and farmers in Northern Ireland like the backstop because, it, in their view, it, it keeps seamless access in terms of trade uh, across the border and doesn't really threaten Northern Ireland's trading relationships in terms of the UK single market. If we were all in the customs union, would there still be some friction on the border? There's much debate about that. Yes, there would be. If, if it's only customs union and single market uh, alignment that would really mitigate uh, and almost vanish away friction at the border in the sense that uh, if you're in the customs union, for sure you have tariff-free trade, so there's no difference in the prices of goods going across the borders. There's no, there's no duties to pay, no tariffs to pay. So that helps. But in terms of mutual recognition of, e- of the quality of each other's products, the standards that are acceptable on both sides of that border, you need to be in the single market. That's why Michel Barnier et al. have produced the backstop plan uh, because you would essentially have business as usual in terms of trade across the border if Northern Ireland was aligned to the EU single market. But you need both, really, to, to 
uh, manage frictionless trade across the border. That's not to say, you know, if uh, even if there's a no deal, that there'd be huge infrastructure at the border, you know, the idea of customs huts. You can do a lot of the action, the customs action, away from the border. You can use technology to a considerable extent, but the border would become more friction-laden in the sense that it becomes more meaningful. It's a trade barrier between uh, two different countries, and somewhere there has to be some sort of customs operation, even if you do it away from the border. Otherwise, people would simply evade duties, and you could have products of very different standards, ultimately, going across that border without any checks. That's simply not allowable. The World Trade Organization doesn't allow you to get away with, with not having a customs regime, let alone the European Union. We are running out of time. There's still maybe a glimmer of hope in the old dead dog that is the withdrawal agreement. There's no deal. There's a long delay. Or there could be a general election. Which of those, which of those four do you see coming down the line? Okay, I think a general election would be utterly pointless. What would the Conservatives' manifesto on Europe say in, in the general election? You'd have to leave a couple of blank pages. I don't, I don't see the point of a general election. It may happen, but, but what question does a general election resolve? What, what does it provide an answer to? Then you've got the possibility of a second referendum. That is, that is more likely. It's possible that Theresa May, that the only way she can get her withdrawal agreement across the line is to attach a public vote to that, that would get past the Speaker, first of all, because it would be a very different proposition that was coming before the House of Commons, but perhaps more, but more importantly than that, uh, there might be sufficient support, because those in favour of a second referendum, who currently won't back the, the Prime Minister's withdrawal agreement, would probably back it, because you'd have a public vote in it. Then the question would be, though, how do you conduct this referendum, which would take about six months to organise anyway? What should be on the ballot paper? Should it be Prime Minister's stroke EU deal, versus remain or should it only be prime minister's deal versus hard brexit because we've already voted to leave a, a majority have already voted to leave you see the rows that would come with a second referendum the rows wouldn't just be about the result of a second referendum and whether it should be best of three the rows would be over what was on the ballot paper could we have three referendum. things on the referendum you could yeah you could have and you could you could say you could have one device would say simply the one with the most votes wins even though perhaps only you know, 40% of people vote for that option and 60% vote for the other two options, but it still wins. So you see the problem with that, if only 40% win. Or you have a preferential referendum in which the, the option with the least votes uh, is knocked out first and the second preferences of, of those, or the, or the, yeah, the second preferences of those who've supported the least favoured option are redistributed so that eventually one option gets over the 50% line. Um, it's doable, um, whether it would cause even more uproar than the country is already experiencing uh, is another matter. A second referendum, I think, I mean, the odds did short on it last night. What are the, the other options are, revoke Article 50. That was defeated heavy last night. Just pull the Brexit process for now whilst we try and sort ourselves out. That was defeated by 101 votes last night. But I actually wouldn't rule that out because if the EU says, no, we're actually sick of these extension requests, you're going to have to revoke Article 50 or you leave with no deal, then Parliament, which, remember, voted 400 to 160 against no deal, will be faced with a very stark choice and might have to uh, revoke Article 50. Again, that would cause huge trouble because leavers would feel very betrayed. Hang on, you've, you've cancelled Article 50, which you triggered uh, on the basis of a referendum result, which, you know, we won the referendum. So you see the problem with that. Um, 
so at the moment, you know, all of the exits are are blocked. None of them are are, are trouble free. Um, second referendum, perhaps possibility to vote Article Fifty, quite a strong one, I think. Leaving with no deal. Uh, Again, the possibility, but I think Parliament would still desperately act to try and prevent that, and I don't think the European Union want that. So, I don't think it's favourite, despite what happened last night. Um, but whether Parliament can ever agree a deal on the evidence of last night, I think is doubtful. I think we'll definitely agree on that, John. John, it's uh, excellent clarity in your descriptions. Uh, thanks very, very much for your for your time this morning. Uh, John Tong there, who's a British and Irish politics professor at the University of Liverpool. And one thing is for sure, we don't know where we're going. You hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.